lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it takes, takes a, practice. It takes a patience, lot of practice. It takes presence. Hi, we are Beck and Burn from Rekindling Relationships. Welcome to our podcast designed to help couples and parents create a more loving, healthy, and fun relationship together. Our aim is to support couples to better communicate as well as help them to navigate the tricky aspects of relating. As well as creating fun dates and creative workshops, we mentor couples and individuals. Hope you enjoy our podcast and it helps your relationship to thrive. Hey everyone, welcome back. Hey everyone, welcome back and today we're going to talk about presence in relation to intimacy. Yep, and the presence that I don't receive, I should be receiving more presence. Thank you, honoured. <laughs> all about all about gift giving. Where's my gifts? What? No, we're not talking about those type of presence, are we? We're talking about being present in the moment. That's easier said than done because we are very distracted people. As a culture and a society, we are very distracted. We keep ourselves very distracted too, and so sometimes it's really hard to turn off your mind chatter and. That is it's so important to have a depth of intimacy. Tell me about your mind chatter when you're in the past for you in an intimate space. What was your mind doing? That's a big question. But, you know, that's a hard one to answer. I think you can tell when someone is not present with you. So if they have a mind full of chatter, their energy is different and they're very distracted. Mm. And when someone's distracted, it's very hard to feel excited in that space. Yeah, because you don't feel like that person's actually interested in you mm. if they're distracted. It's easy, as you said, it's easy to be distracted. You know, we've got phones and work and families and so many worries, worries so stresses. many actual distractions and stress. When we can bring more presence into an intimate relationship, I believe it actually will help us deal with all those other mm. things. The more connected we are and the more present we are with each other, then, you know, the distractions and the worries probably don't have as much a hold on us. Do you find it helpful to get rid of some of the distractions before you step into an intimate space as somebody who identifies as a male? Does that? It's really easy for me to get up into my head and be thinking about work. Mm. And even with us together in intimate space, sometimes my head has gone to work. You know, something's popped up into my head. It's a job that hasn't been done or a thing that I need to do or an email or a phone call. And if it pops into my head, because now we have cultivated more presence and awareness in our intimate space, I'll recognize that that's popped into my head and I'll ignore it. I'll be like, no, that's for later. Mm. That's not what I'm doing now. And that's not beating myself up over it. It's being really aware that... Bringing yourself back into the moment. Yeah, we're that, that's mindful art, of monkeys. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's an art To be form. able you to take, switch parts of your brain off. Yeah, because take a breath. the more you can do that, the better the intimacy Always. Do you find yourself becoming distracted or? Not so much. I know sometimes if I've got too much going on, I'll be like, oh, I can't even step into that space. But it's normally stresses. You know? Yeah. Yours is more emotional yeah. stress. Yeah. Um, and it's more relationship stresses. So stresses with the kids or stresses with me. But for the most part, I've become quite good at being able to switch stuff off. So like you, I think it's human nature that things will pop up and you're like, oh, no, be in the moment. I find myself, I will feel what's happening. I'll be like, oh, what's happening now? Oh, focus on a sense. So it might be like a smell or a touch or we do a breathing thing together sometimes, mm. which brings you back into the moment. Yeah, I like that idea of being able to bring awareness because that's like a mindfulness practice when you're in your head too much is to just pause and breathe and listen 
to what's happening and you know they could be listening to your partner listening to their breath listening to what's happening for them mm. it can be bringing it into the feeling of touch and then lightly stroke someone and really being conscious about your fingers touching that person or mm. your body touching that person what you can feel so you step out of your head and into your senses what you can smell what you can taste because I think we are naturally distracted that cultivation of a mindfulness practice in an intimate space Mm. is a really beautiful way to become more mindful in our lives, to use that space as a practice as well, but to also bring more connection with your partner. Mm. I find it really helpful to carve out time because that helps you to be more present where there's no distractions. Mm, that priority where you go, mm. okay, it's great to be spontaneous, but probably not always easy to mm. do that. Yeah, in our lives. In a busy life. Kids and all so work and all on. the things yeah yeah but actually yeah prioritizing it and saying right this time we're going to be together mm. and we'll have this space and that doesn't mean we're actually going to get to a space where it's not about the destination still it's actually still about us being intimate with each other and connected together one practice we find works really well is and i think if we've mentioned it in other podcasts briefly is edging and that takes Practice. A lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it takes, takes a, practice, it takes a patience, lot of practice. It takes presence. Mm. It takes all the things. And but it's an amazing practice. And it's not what we're taught, but geez, I wish I was taught it years ago. Because it does make lovemaking a lot more exciting and a lot more fun and adds depth to your lovemaking. And if nobody knows what edging is. Yeah, I was actually thinking about when you said we're not taught it. We have sex education in schools, which are pretty much three things. It's don't get pregnant, don't catch a disease, and this is how you put a condom on. Yeah, it's pretty poor. It's pretty poor. Mm. We don't have an intimacy education, which is way more important, an intimacy education, which is how to communicate with each other in an intimate space. But then weirdly enough, we're expected to know what to do. Yeah, we get into a relationship and we're with someone and we're like... And our parents are never going to talk to us about it and we'd never want them to. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not taught it. But we're expected to know how to be good, yet we're actually probably for the most part have been fairly poor lovers. That's not our fault. I think that's really important is to realise that rather than blame ourselves for not being great in a space and that could be due to not being told growing up on porn having too much else on our mind and things to do is that we can actually improve it straight away one thing we should learn in an intimacy education is about the the practice of edging and edging is about understanding our bodies so that we can bring more pleasure into our bodies most men i would say believe that their pleasure zone is their dick and that's it and they haven't really explored anything else. It's a quick, easy way to for stress relief and to deal with frustration and to get yourself to sleep. So they don't understand, and I didn't understand, that there's actually a whole lot of erogenous zones over our whole body. And when we focus on all of those and we allow ourselves to connect in with them and breathe, then we can build up that sexual energy But then the idea is to build up that sexual energy to a point and then pause and not come. So with edging, you can orgasm, but you don't come because when you orgasm, you can stay in that space of enjoying each other's pleasure. Once you come, there's like an ending Mm. And that's the end of it. When that happens, the chemicals get released. Uh, this be- there's oxytocin and you want to hold each other close. And Some people will need after coming to hold the other person close. But 
there is research that shows that for men, once they come, they actually disconnect from their partner. Mm. And that's in a heterosexual, homosexual, in a sexual space. If you're able to hold that energy and pause and let it dissipate and breathe it around your body, then you can come back later on and continue. And you can keep on doing that and building up that energy inside you. And the really fascinating thing about this mm. is it's amazing because you mentioned moving around your body and so you can do this for hours or days. We might have an agreement where we're like, oh, okay, we want to edge until this, this day, day. Four days, five days. Yeah. yeah. And so then we will just play with that energy and we'll experiment with the energy and we'll move it around. And But every time we go back into the intimate space of playing around, it's like you're picked up at a really high energy straight mm. away. Everything's heightened. Everything's heightened. Everything's really accentuated and all your sensations are so much more heightened than if you were to just have a quickie and come. Mm. If you keep, you know, moving the energy, playing with the energy over days and hours, you know, keep coming back to it, it's amazing how much more heightened you can get this energy to go. It's, it's like it's a brand new energy, isn't it? Yeah. But it keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper every time you play with it. And maybe being able to pause and stop and step away means that it brings a little bit more mystery into that space where it's not like every time this is, we go into an intimate space, you do this, I do that, we keep on doing that, repeat, repeat, and then we both come and then we fall asleep. Mm. And the next day or the next week or next month or whenever that happens again, exactly the same. So then it becomes this sort of like, you know exactly where you're heading with this. Yeah, I think people get really, really bored with it. It becomes mm. really stagnant. It's the same thing over and because over. It's a very shallow energy. Yeah, it's a very shallow experience, isn't it? Whereas if you do explore this technique of edging, mm. you deepen the energy and then you experience deeper orgasms. And when eventually you do decide to come, it's mass. It's like massive, isn't it? It's like it, <laughs> the, the look on the look on Beck's face right now says it all. She's like, yeah, I, I, I love want this forever. I love edging. Like it, it also takes out the idea of having a destination. Mm, yes, doesn't it? Yep. Because you're just focusing purely on the journey, and it doesn't matter. The, the destination is taken out of the equation yep. until you've decided that you want to get to the destination. This can be a hard thing to do if you've trained your body for years to do things a certain way. And I would say, speaking as a man, if you're brought up on lots of masturbation and pornography, then you just come quickly. You don't know anything else. That means that you never get to reach deeper levels. And you think that that's all there is. You're like, oh, well, that was exciting. It's like, and without realizing, no, there's more. There's way more. Oh there's my God. So much more. I can't believe I didn't know about this. She's speechless. I honestly, I can't. I, I did not know this. Years was a and years thing. and years of really bad sex. Well, yeah, and just very shallow sex that had no depth. Mm, superficial. And yep. so this experience, and I think edging, feeling safe, feeling secure, and mm. edging, a, I like the key ingredients, vulnerability mm. in there too. They're like your little recipe, key ingredients. A little bit of salt, bit of, <laughs> bit of garlic. I love garlic in everything. They're, they're your key ingredients to having a depth of intimacy that will just feel magical. It will blow your mind. 
And a little tip for men out there who maybe like myself have actually struggled in that space to really feel like they're actually pleasing a woman or it's all about pleasing a woman is get to know your own body. If you get to know your own body, you know when your PNR is, which is your point of no return. And we all know as men, I'm going to speak hetero here. We, I know when my point of no return is when it's, there's no coming back, pun intended. So when you know where that is, you know when you're getting there. So if you get to 70% of that, and once you get to that spot where you know if you go even a little bit more, it's too late, then you need to stop. You need to pause and you need to let your partner know that's what you're going to do so they don't think there's something wrong. It's a conversation that needs to happen in the bedroom. It's a conversation about that you don't want to come and you want to retrain yourself. You want to experience more depth and intimacy and orgasms and all this sort of stuff so that you need to be able to pause and that person needs to stop. And this is what we do. We say to each other, pause, and then we move away from each other and we can breathe. And breathing as well as making noise and growling, moving your body. It's like shifting all that energy around so that you can breathe it out. I had a great question today from one of the guys in this men's circle. He goes, how about blue balls? And I was like, that's a really oh, interesting I've thing. I've heard about this before. Have you what, heard of, what, yeah. tell, what have you heard about blue balls? Oh, I was mentoring someone and I explained to her edging and she was like, oh, that sounds amazing. Like it resonated with her and it made sense. And she was like, oh, I'm going to talk to my partner at the time about this. She spoke to him about it and he was like, not that keen. And he was like, oh, what about that? I'd get blue balls, you know, like bruised balls. Is that what Do it is? Do you know what it is? No, so blue balls is not a, <laughs> it's not about blue balls. It's about when a man is so ready to come. Yeah that when you stop, then all the energy is stuck down there and it hurts. Like it feels like your balls Is that a are, thing? Yes, it's a thing. Okay. You've had an erection for a long time. Everything's engorged and then you stop without coming. Mm. So if you come, there's a release and that goes away. If you don't come, then all that energy is still stuck down there. That tension is there. So you need to actually move that about. You need to actually breathe. You need to breathe into your body, scratching your legs, scratching your arms, making noise, moving around. There's lots of different ways to actually do it. There is a technique in yoga, tantric yoga, called Uddiyana Bandha Kriya, which is an abdominal lock. It's about breathing in and breathing out and holding energy in your body and then using it to shift energy around. And these are all ways to actually understand your body better and to create the opportunity for you to be able to control when you come and when you don't come. So you don't come just because everything's too exciting. You actually learn, oh, I'm getting close to that point. I'm going to stop. I'm going to breathe that all around. For me, as a male, I find it really brings my masculine power in. I feel really strong in myself to be able to control when I do that. Also, when you do that, the energy from you is heightened, isn't it? The energy off you is more intense. The more that you edge and don't come, it's like you are full of energy, which is then magnifies the energy in me. Also, I get the impression that when you do that, you have more full body orgasms yes, during the process. Yeah, it's something which I've is, never had before. No, neither had I. And that's pretty amazing because as you hold the energy, your body, you'll have continual like waves of these mm. Orgasmic pleasure. Full, and, full body. Yeah, yeah orgasmic. It also, I think it's the way that the body moves the energy away from that one part of your body all over your body. 
Yeah, it's like training yourself to have not a, just a genital orgasm within one spot. It's a body orgasm, isn't mm. it? Everything gets to be involved. Yeah. Everyone gets to come to the party. <laughs> Another great way to learn how to control yourself is Kegel exercises. I did Kegel exercises for a long time. I mean, it's great anyway. I think it's something which people should do, especially as you get older. Mm-hmm. But it really helps with that understanding, that control of the body and what's happening and what's going on for you. This has been discussion on presence and how we can use breath and senses and edging. To be more present in an intimate space and to have a better experience. And more awareness of what the other person needs as well. I think that presence also allows you to like to flow with each other Mm. more. You're like really more connected. More connected is a good point. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for Pleasure. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.